Alright, welcome back to another episode of Fast Break Clip NBA Podcast. Your boy Samuel here. We got Rico. Rico, say what's up. Yo, what's good, y'all? Alright, we got a lot on the docket today because, you know, a lot of NBA action this, this weekend. Since um, Friday's episode? Yeah, Friday's episode, we have a lot to talk about. So, talk about... Gary Trent and the Trailblazers and Dame. Dame dropped fifty one today as we're as we're recording. Uh, Pelicans and the Kings both got eliminated. We can talk about the Lakers, talk about the Suns, and we're gonna talk about uh, we talk a lot, talk about a lot. All right, so let's get into it. Let's start with let's start with today. What happened today? So we have. Let's talk about the game that just happened. We got Dame drop 51 on the Sixers, officially eliminating the um, Kings and the Pelicans from playoff contention. So J.J. Reddick's 13-year playoff streak is over. I know he mad. (laughs) He was going in today, too. Like, he dropped 31. (laughs) He started going off. He was started going off in the fourth quarter. Like, he was like, nah, I'm not going home today. I'm not. Mm-hmm. So yeah, he he was he was determined, but it was all in vain because they lost. So damn. And then the Kings are also eliminated too, and I know they play in the midst of playing. They getting clapped by Houston. Never mind. I thought they were at least competing, but yeah, they getting clapped around by Houston. So there's that. But yeah, Damon's showing us that he he wants this bad. Pelicans came out. They showed us that they did not want this. Uh, Zion looks overweight, as I've said before. <laughs> like, he looks like a lineman running out there, and it's not pleasant. They got to give him some more PT. They keep they keep sheltering him. He just they are sheltering him. Yeah, exactly. And then... Lonzo just came out came out in the bubble and just dropped like I saw a Twitter post they were talking about his stats Bleacher Report and he actually called out Bleacher Report on calling out his stats and he was like keep that same energy next year so where I peeped that and I'm just like Lonzo for Lonzo I feel like I feel like definitely if Lonzo would have played better in the bubble, I feel like the Pelicans would have won more games. I feel like Lonzo just came out there shooting like 19% from three and like all this other stuff. I mean, he's never been a shooter, but like he was doing he, good this year. He, though. he didn't show up. He was going he was doing, I mean, the early in the year. Yeah. But like, I feel like when they re- had that restart, mm-hmm. I feel like he just kind of just like ain't show up. It was kind of just Brandon Ingram and then Zion trying to do whatever he could in like 18 minutes. Yeah. But yeah, Lonzo's official numbers in the bubble, 5.6 points per game, 5.3 rebounds, 6.8 assists, 26% from the field, and 19% from three, like you said. The Pelicans are two and four in the bubble. So Yeah. You can't just hope Brandon Ingram gonna take them to the to the playoffs. I mean, in the future possibly, but with that team right now, nah. Yeah. And Adam Silver did all he could. To get these boys in, gave them the gave them one of the easiest schedule gave them the easiest schedule out of all the teams that are fighting for that eighth spot, and they blew out they blew it and now the Suns who are five and zero they they starting to make a run for that um eighth seed the Spurs won't go away 
the Blazers fighting as we saw today, and the Grizzlies are still have that, still have a I guess a firm grip on the the eight seed right now. Not a firm grip, Word. but they still have control of the eight seed at least. Where they've been losing a couple of games though. Yeah, they lost the, today. Jeez, isn't that like three games straight, or am I bugging? Nah, they they won the last game against OKC, oh, yeah. but before that it was three games. But they lost like four out of the last five. So. Word. And losing Jaron Jackson did not help because they were already struggling with him, but then losing him didn't help. Um, Dylan Brooks keeps chucking up shots like he's the man on the team. <laughs> and, yeah, it's – it's. I, I honestly wouldn't want to see this Memphis team go to the playoffs right now because I don't feel like they're ready. I'm not going to lie. I feel like after – Early, like before the season shut down, you know, they were looking like decent, but then after it shut down and came back, I feel like now they're just falling apart. Like the Jaron Jackson injury, I feel like that definitely hurt like their chances. I mean, we always knew like we always knew like if they went to the playoffs, it was gonna be like a like a sweep, like easy first round exit. But now it's just looking like they probably shouldn't even go to the playoffs with their current yeah. team. Yeah, they shouldn't. Like a team like Everyone wants at least the Blazers or people are very happy about Devin Booker finally getting a chance to be in some national spotlight. So they would like for him to get into the playoffs as well. I wouldn't have a problem with either team, but I'd rather have Portland, I guess. Like I said last episode, I'd rather have Portland because I feel Portland's more prepared for that task, I guess. Yeah, I think Portland, if everything goes right, not, not, yeah, if everything goes right, I think it's possible for Portland to get that upset. (laughs) <laughs> go for the Lakers that that first round. So I mean, we'll see. Facts. So speaking of um the Suns, they are now five and zero. Booker scored thirty five yesterday, and he was just he was out there. He didn't like in the fourth quarter. He didn't really do much, as in like scoring wise, because he had he had most of his points through the first three quarters. But he was being a good playmaker, and he still was drawing, like, gravity and drawing attention to himself, which made it easier to find guys. Like, I remember there was one play. Mikel Bridges was cut into the basket, and then he found him. And then Mikel got a dunk. And then he found Javon Carter Javon Carter a couple times for three to help them um expand the lead. So Devin Booker's really, like, showing, like, he's got multi-facets of his game that other people probably d- didn't know that he had because they didn't watch Phoenix Suns games, but this has always been part of like Devin Booker's game these last couple years, especially he's improved his playmaking. So, yeah, honestly, we always like we always knew Devin Booker was a good scorer. At least now, he's showing us you know he can move the ball more and he can like impact the game in other ways. But I feel like Devin Booker, he just got to get out of Phoenix, like Draymond said. Like he just got to, he just got to find a new team. You're not, you're not believing in in the in the building that Phoenix got there with um with DeAndre Ayton. They got Mikel Bridges, Kelly Oubre. They got um Cam Johnson. You don't believe in that core? No, I believe they... in the core, but like I feel like let me tell you what's gonna happen. I feel like the Suns, they're just gonna it's gonna end up being kind of like the Thunder. They just got like all these like. High like these like these good draft prospects that all seem to be like scorers. Well, not Mikael, Brid- well possibly Mikael Bridges, but I know like Cam Johnson is kind of like a shooter, and then DeAndre Ayton is just like all around good big man. I feel like they're just gonna play like okay as like a team, but then when they each like break out and go to like their own different teams, that's when like they'll start wild. I think the Suns are just gonna like 
keep losing until they trade them or like I don't I don't believe the Suns is gonna keep it keep it together, honestly. I don't know. I have hope for them because I feel like they finally turned around. They got James Jones up there in the front office. And I've heard like some other moves that they wanted to make during the offseason. Like they spoke to Malcolm Brogdon and like they wanted to get pieces like that in the on the team. But things just didn't work out. So they ended up with like Ricky Rubio and um, the TJ Warren trade. Everybody makes fun of them for that. But they did that so they could have cap space to sign the guys that they did sign in the offseason. So there's that. Word. I will say though, the Ricky Rubio pickup was actually honestly. I feel like part of Phoenix's Phoenix's success possibly came from that Ricky Rubio pickup. Only not because I feel like when Ricky Rubio got to that team, the Suns needed someone else to have the ball in their hands besides Devin Booker. Because yeah. when it was just Devin Booker last season, he was just losing. So I feel like I feel like the Suns definitely are heading in the right direction. It's just whether or not Devin Booker wants to keep you know wasting years of his career there. So, well, I, mean, I mean, he is pretty young, 23. By the time his deal ends, he'll be 27. So he'll still be really actually pretty young. So by that time, he'll have enough time to see if Phoenix is still heading in that right direction and if he still wants to remain part of that core. But I think the DeAndre Ayton suspension really effed him over. Because oh, yeah. Missing 25 games from your, like your your second leading scorer and like a low post presence down there, like that could really mess your team up so where at least they got at least kelly Oubre, he he's starting to blossom so i feel like they got a lot to look forward to in phoenix yeah speaking of the man who was traded from phoenix tj warren the legend of bubble tj continues scored 39 yesterday against the lakers i didn't catch most of the game but i did end up catching the end of the game when he started to put it away with like he went with he went with three straight baskets. First he had a drive on AD, then he had like a little mid range pull up, and then he came off a pick and then drilled a three right in AD's face. So, yeah, that man TJ Warren, he's locked in. He is. A lot of people saying they're gonna have to drug test him soon, but I don't know because because <laughs> nah, he just came into the bubble and now he want to drop thirty five like every game like that's that's wild yeah never do that in him i like a lot of people saying it's like super surprising but like i wouldn't say it's that surprising because of um he was someone that could score in phoenix but like they were losing and then when he came to the paces he was like he wasn't the offense wasn't ran through him because the offense was ran through sabonis so now i think that he finally has the ball in his hands more majority of the time people are finally being able to see his offensive skills and it's coming in a winning environment as well. So, Word. Plus with Oladipo not really playing, he gets more touches. So, shout out to TJ Warren. Facts. And then tomorrow, or today if you're listening to this, because we'll have this out tomorrow, Monday, um, TJ Warren versus Jimmy Butler, the the rematch at 5, 5 p.m., so... That's something to look forward to because remember, Jimmy said TJ's not in his league. And ever since the restart, it seems like Jimmy might not be in TJ's league right now. So Word. who you got who you got winning that like that personal matchup? You think Jimmy's gonna ice out TJ Warren or the only person I've seen ice out TJ Warren is Mikel Bridges on the Suns. And I don't know. Jimmy's coming off an injury, so I don't know if he'll be fully into it, but Hopefully he is because that would be good to see those two guys going at it in a competitive way. 
Facts. And yeah, um, let's go on to Saturday's games because today's games weren't all that, I guess. But Saturday's games, whew, uh, the Clippers game. This is where things started to get a little heated <laughs> in the bubble. So apparently, to my knowledge at least, I feel like the Clippers were trying to lose this game against the Blazers because I feel like they wanted the Lakers to play the Blazers. Uh-huh. So they intentionally sat their starters at the end of the game, which was odd to everyone because everyone was like, these guys are not guys you'd usually see play crunch time. It was like Rodney Magruder and like Terrence Mann and Patrick Patterson. It was like, why, what are these guys doing out here in crunch time? Mm-hmm. And then Dame missed some key free throws, and he missed the cl- he missed the clutch three at the end of the game. And Pat Bev and them on the bench was having a ball with it. They, they thought it was Dang hilarious. There <laughs> <laughs> was, was Pat Bev was doing what he does best, being a pest and trolling and whatnot. So, you know, after the game, they asked Dame about it, and Dame was like, "You know, these guys they expect it from me because you know I sent Pat Bev home in my second year." And then he was like, I sent PG home last year. So he could tell you about that. <laughs> <laughs> and then PG was, and then on Instagram, I guess after like they, they put out the quotes on Instagram, PG was like, and you getting sent home this year, respect. And then Pat Bev was like Cancun on three and Dame wasn't having that. So Dame was like, you keep running from the grind, switching teams. You boys is chumps. That's <laughs> facts though. Cause PG. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I feel like PG, he had no reason commenting. I feel like despite, you know, PG, man, he, he well, after what Dame did to him in that playoff yeah, series. You can't, I, you can't talk. You can't talk after that. <laughs> he can't talk at all. Like, he over here in press conferences saying this is a bad shot, man. He stepped back in front of your face from like 40 feet, bro. And he drained <laughs> that to send you home. Like, that's a bad L. And he was frying Westbrook that entire series. I'm not going to ignore that. He was frying Westbrook that entire series. <laughs> he he literally broke up that Thunder team, and we don't talk about it. Because after that, PG want to leave. Westbrook want to go to the Rockets. And now you just got Chris Paul over there. <laughs> like, it went straight rebuild mode after that. <laughs> Word. But, and then it kind of got... Yo, it got messed up on social media after, because what you call it? Um, Because, all right, so before I get into, like, the beef with his sis, with Dame's sister and PG's fiance or whatever she is, or his girlfriend or whatever, but um, PG was like, oh, I've had more success in, in, my, in my first stint in Indy than you had in Portland all these years. And to be honest, it just, a lot of people saying it just sounds like an argument about who's the better loser, which I can agree to that at <laughs> some point because it's like, it's like, oh, I've got sent home in the Eastern Conference Finals twice <laughs> before you got eliminated in the Western Conference Finals once. So my career is better than yours. It's like, bro, are you serious right now? It's like, come on. Okay. Nah, that's 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 OD. <laughs> <laughs> and then he told he told Damien he was like Dame time running out. I was like, okay. Nah, word. Nah, PG got a lot. Of, he got PG. I I really don't think PG should be talking the way he's talking right now. Don't get me he's, wrong. He's on he's a hot stretch. Hot. <laughs> yeah, like 
don't know, man, because PG is acting like is acting like he like he didn't get sent home really like he didn't like get embarrassed like <laughs> literally like last season. I feel like that's really wild for him to just sit there like with Kawhi as if like he's just like some hot shot now. Nah, that's OD. Word. Especially. And then he was like and then he was like, it'd be a lot of John going on, but I keep my peace. Imagine y'all go through six major surgeries and still be standing. I promise the story would be different if that never happened. But respect it. Injuries is part of the game I play. I'll leave it on the floor every time I suit up. God bless. Charles is like, yo, you can't commit the crime and then and then ask for the plea deal, like. <laughs> yeah, like. <laughs> it's like, bro, you was talking all this hot stuff. Now you're like, ah, you know, injuries is part of the game, so you know that's why I got sent home all these times. Like, yeah. yo, I was getting shot up in my shoulders. Like, nah, bro, nah, keep up with that same energy. You was talking hot, keep it up. Talking about for injuries. Real. Like Dame wasn't dealing with the broken like ribs in 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 the Western Conference Finals last year. Like, come on, bro. We don't see Dame no, making an excuse for that. Like, come on. Facts. At least Dame. At least when Dame like he go out there and like Paul George, bro. He he'll get up, have a hot game, then it's like I right, playoff P, and then after that, just be a <laughs> no show for like four games. Like, I just feel like yo, <laughs> he's really gonna have Kawhi save him this year. He's gonna have Kawhi save him, which is crazy. And you know what's wild? We I feel like at some points we kinda overcredit what Paul George does on like in terms of like his defensive matchups. Don't get me wrong, he plays the lanes really well. And he mm-hmm. does like, you know, like like good play like good wing defense. I just feel like in terms of like on a one on one matchup, I feel like he gets like he gets baked a good majority of the times. At least from what we've seen this season. Like Jason Tatum's frying him. He's getting dunked on. Devin Booker's frying him. Like, I just, I, I don't know. I feel like PG, if if this, if PG doesn't like get it together, like if the Clippers don't win anything, I feel like his career, like his legacy is looking like, you know. It's already looking empty. shaky, but it, yeah, you're right. That man. And then, uh, I mean, but like being a defensive player, I mean, it's bound that you get baked, but like, it is a little excessive for him. Like, I there's feel like, like <laughs> there's a whole compilation on Twitter, and I found on YouTube like an 11 minute one of him just getting gamed. Like, you see, like I feel like yeah, as a good defender, you'll get big, but I feel like there's more. Like I feel like we have more conversations saying, "Oh yeah, PG got big," versus like, <laughs> "Oh yeah, PG got like he locked up or like he shut down on this like possession." <laughs> like, <laughs> no, that's facts. That's facts. You <laughs> mean? <laughs> Man. But yeah, this 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 beef turned, I guess, nasty in a way when Dame's sister and PG's um girlfriend, I guess, started Special going lady. at it. Special lady. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it went like it went like first it was like hoops and then you know it was like you know a little trash talk after the game, but then Family getting involved, it's like, all right, relax, please relax. Let's not turn it into something that it, it should not turn into because no, that's already like, did it like his sister, like, they like, they made a little sister, like, call her, like, or like, call her some names or something like that. I'm not gonna say it because you know, <laughs> not gonna promote the negativity. <laughs> all I remember is that she, he, she said something about PG 
getting a stripper pregnant and now he wifed her and then i was like all right bro this is this is too much man like let's yeah. ju- let's just keep it hoops y'all like no need to talk about seeding up strippers and whatnot like let's that, that's his business it, he he likes what he likes man all right that's a, that's a fact no no discriminating over here <laughs> word but um we got um i actually i saw news today that it says, according to Joe Varden, that the Clippers want the Lakers to play Portland because they think Portland can win. And um, they said Doc Rivers even heard some of his players discussing that. So a lot of people see it as the Clippers trying to duck the smoke with the Lakers. I just see it as the Clippers trying to be a little, I guess, strategic and want to play easier comp, I guess. But that could still be seen as trying to run from the comp as well. So Word. I also feel like the Clippers, like the Clippers are like the better team and like they're more like they have a deep roster. But I just feel like this, I don't know. I feel like something might happen in the playoffs. Like I feel like someone's going to sell out and that team is just going to like fall apart for some odd reason. Maybe like they just don't gel well together or something. I feel like we, a lot of us kind of just have the Clippers as like, we just, we're just we're all we all expect the Clippers to play good because of their roster, but I feel like when the playoffs come, like a couple teams are gonna show us that like this team is really just like a, it's kind of just like an image almost because you know mm-hmm. PG's gonna get fried, I can see it like PG's <laughs> gonna like he's just gonna get exposed or some shit like that. Yeah, I mean that could that could happen. It's very possible. Speaking of the um, the Clippers comp, um, the Lakers. They did struggle yesterday. AD and Kuzma looked like absolute garbage yesterday. They both shot like under 21% from the field. I think AD had like six points or something like that. I don't remember specifically, mm-hmm. but him and Kuzma looked horrible. And no one said anything about it, which is funny because usually Bleacher Report will clown everyone else. When it comes to the Lakers, they gotta keep their boys safe over at Bleacher Report. So. <laughs> I'm dead. They don't get the bonus if they clown the Lakers. They only get the bonus. Word. They... Them them yeah. clutch checks be hitting different when you when you clown everyone else. I'm dead. Nah, was that the game where LeBron also shot bad? I forgot who they played. Nah, that, that was the that was the game against the Pacers. Oh, got you, got you. Yeah. LeBron was the only one that seemed to show up. Him and Quinn Cook. Shout out Quinn Cook. Word. But yeah. Um, I don't know what the Lakers are going to do if they face a team such as Portland with their guard lineups because Damon, CJ, and probably even Gary Trent, who's been balling in the bubble, um, they, they might have their way with the Lakers' guards. Facts. But, and they, they got a good set of, like, big men, too, with Nurkic and the rest of them. And they still got uh that boy Melo. <laughs> facts, the- he's hooping. Facts. So... The, the Trailblazers, they're definitely looking like they had the potential to to beat the, beat the Lakers. Yeah, upset the Lakers, but we're gonna see, man. That'll be wild if they do. I'm 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 all for it, man. This bubble ball, anything could happen. So you know, if a upset happens, I'm all for it, man. I'm all for it. Um, yesterday also we had Bucks versus Mavericks overtime battle. Luca was hooping. Yeah, that man playing my career. Facts. Those Had those like, was my career numbers. OD. That man is the future of the league. I'm not gonna lie. He is. 
he had 36 points, 14 rebounds, 19 assists. And what stuck out the most, I think, to everyone, Luca only had two turnovers with 19 assists. Crazy had two assist. turnovers? Yep. Crazy assist to turnover ratio right there. Man, shout out to Luca. Facts. Shot pretty good from the field, 50%, 90% from the free throw line. Struggled from three-point. I feel like he still has a ways to go as a three-point shooter because he he does like to take a lot of ill-advised shots because he feels like they'll go in. But mm-hmm. once he starts to really take shots that are, like, um, I don't want to say normal, but, like, they're more, like, regulated, I guess. He'll 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 be a better he'll be a better three point shooter and a better threat from out there. Where I feel you, I feel like maybe it's just, I feel like it's just because he's like a volume shooter. I feel like you know mm-hmm. it'll it'll get better eventually. Um, we had um another overtime game, actually a double overtime game, the Jazz versus the Nuggets. Jamal Murray's first game in the bubble, he sh- he played pretty well. I heard that he was actually on a minutes restriction. Like, he was only supposed to play 22 minutes. He ended up playing, like, 39. So he went way over that minutes restriction. Um, he had 23, 12, and 8, almost triple-double. Michael Porter Jr., another solid game, 23 points, 11 rebounds. Shot didn't shoot that well from the field this time, but he has been playing really well, averaging about like 20, 25 points per game in the bubble. So we got Jokic also 30, 11, and seven, three steals. Um, yep, it's crazy how Bobo kind of slowed down though because they don't because they don't play him as much because they get in more of their rotation back. The main reason why they played Bo Bo so much early on is because their lineup was was lacking because a lot of their guys weren't in the bubble for those first games that Bo Bo was playing. And when those guys did get into the bubble, they had to quarantine and then they weren't in game shape. Like MPJ wasn't there, Monte Morris, Jamal Murray, he was there, but he was like injured. Um, Gary Harris wasn't there, Tory Craig wasn't there, Will Barton was wasn't there. So they had a lot of guys missing early on. So Bobo had no choice but to play. But they still use him every now and then when they need to. Nuggets got a nice young core. Jamal Murray, he's a pretty solid player. Not gonna lie. Facts. Um, yeah. So we had this wait, before I get to that. Okay. Yeah, Donovan Mitchell, he took over down the stretch in that Utah game. Um, me and Frankie were laughing at the at the idea that a lot of people were saying that Donovan Mitchell was um Brandon's um Rodney Stucky, Stucky with a with a shoe deal. <laughs> That's facts. It's <laughs> facts. I shared that on Twitter. That's facts. But he had a, he had a solid game. Thirty five points. Um, six rebounds, eight assists. Did shoot thirty six percent from the field though. Jeez. Yeah, that's what he did. Ooh, five for sixteen from three. See, I didn't even see this, but yeah. He did his best to keep the team in it at the end of the game. Took over. He was struggling for, like, the early part of the game. But when it came down to, like, regulation and both overtimes, he started to score a little bit more. Surprisingly, they didn't use Jordan Clarkson that much in the game towards the end. But, yeah. He's been cold last couple games. He's just been, like, 
he's been putting up like he was putting up like okay numbers when he first got to Utah, but then now like I feel like like at least in the bubble like the last couple of games he's playing mm-hmm. like okay really. But that game he had like nineteen, so I was like, why aren't they playing him more? But you know they got they went they went start, super starter heavy, so they relied on their starters a lot more. I don't know. I feel like Utah is going to end up playing Houston again. I'm not interested in seeing that playoff matchup because it's going to go the same that it's been the same the past three, the past two years. So, yeah, I'd probably see Houston winning like four two, or maybe four three, or like I just don't see. I I, I'm not interested in Utah's playoff um playoff hopes right now because. It just seems like they're going to be a repeat of last year, which could lead to Donovan Mitchell ultimately leaving, possibly, because a lot of people are speculating that he may not resign. Mm-hmm. So I think, I think he wants a bigger market. I think Utah isn't really fair him right now. Utah just feels like, like I don't know. I feel like he's just there going to the playoffs just to like get a loss. I don't think they're going to win with like him being the main with like Rudy Gobert and like the rest of them. Yeah, that core is not is not a championship level core at all but um donovan mitchell he is from new york his dad works for the mets so you never know he likes he apparently likes blue and orange so i'm not trying to put anything out there but you know donovan mitchell Knicks could always use someone like you we're lacking in a lot of positions but Come back home if you want. The Knicks got to hope. I mean, nah, I don't think he going to come to the Knicks. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I, don't yes, think I saw someone it. speculating like he might go to Miami because he's like friends with Bam. And then he's like talk to guys like D-Wade and stuff. So I don't know. I could see that. I could see that he. Um... Ben Simmons. Oh, speaking of the Sixers injury report, I guess another. Um, Joel Embiid got to injured in today's game. Uh, injured his ankle, so who knows how long he'll be out. Uh, Ben Simmons also left the bubble to get surgery to remove a loose body in his knee, so he's out for the remainder of the season. They have not ruled him out for the playoffs as of yet, but with the description of the injury i would not expect him back anytime soon so sixers fans you will be relying on um in offense of <laughs> tobias harris um josh richardson and shake milton and that boy horford <laughs> and horford yes horford i'm scared of rebounds horford the sixers man i mean honestly if you were a sixers fan and you thought you were winning anything this season you definitely played yourself, but <laughs> I feel like you, nah. You know what's <laughs> funny though, because they were um, a lot of people had them as favorites to win the East when Kawhi left because they were like, oh, you know, Kawhi got that lucky shot against them, Game Seven, blah, yeah. blah. They'll be back. They'll be back, and Beat's gonna come back hungry. Simmons is gonna be shooting. They got a solid bench, and I was like, I don't believe in them. And <laughs> They came Bro. out and showed me why I don't believe in them. Bro, I'm telling you, you can't. 76ers fans, man, they they put a lot of faith in Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons. And time after time again, they get let down. And I feel like <laughs> Ben Simmons, he's not going to shoot. He's a great player, but 
he's not going to do it. And I feel like, honestly, the Sixers didn't make the necessary acquisitions before the start of, like, this season in order for me to really believe that they'll make, like, a deep playoff run. Because they, yeah. they lost their shooters. Yeah, and then signing 33-year-old Al Horford to a four-year $100 million deal is not going to convince me that you are a contender in the East. I'm sorry. Facts. Props to Al Horford for his veteran leadership and his intangibles and whatnot, but... Giving him a hundred million dollars to be your six man, mm-mm. nah, it's not gonna do it for me, Chief. It's facts. But they are set up to play, I think, Boston in the first round because I think they're pretty much locked in to that six seed basically, and Boston is pretty much in that third seed. So, good luck to them against Boston without um Ben Simmons and maybe Joel Embiid for a game or so. But yeah. That's that's just unfortunate, man. It is. Cause they'll end up firing Brett Brown and then they'll end they up getting a new coach. Fire. They were supposed to pit fire Brett Brown, if we're being real. They should have fired El- Elton Brand as soon as he gave Tobias Harris and um Al Horford those contracts this offseason. Sykes. Al Horford and yeah, they picked up Al Horford and they didn't I mean the the Alec Burks. And I forgot the other guy that picked up. Glenn Robinson? That. Yeah, that those were two good pickups, but that was they way were. too late. They were. Late. But, yeah, exactly. Way too late. Way too late. Um, Draymond joined um the Inside the NBA crew this week or this weekend. He's been actually really good on Inside the NBA. Like, he showed that he, like, a lot of people were saying that he, like, that should definitely be his job when he retires, like join that crew because he gives like like we we all watch inside in the nba and like a lot of these shows for like for like the laughs and stuff but like he really brought like some like insight and some knowledge and he brings like a modern um viewpoint on like the game because like there was one clip i saw of him he was describing like joel Embiid. he was like joel Embiid. every time you post up i mean every time you you shoot a jump shot you're bailing your opponent out because you're you're posting up from like the three-point line you got to start in deeper and you got to get your buckets down low he said as a defender of joel joel Embiid himself he loves when joel shoots jump shots because that's easy bailout like we we know you're not going to hit those a lot of the time so and a lot of these other shows they would they, they they probably wouldn't even say anything like that or they would probably say or they would probably like just crack jokes or whatnot but yeah. Yeah. I mean, I could definitely see Draymond on, like, a analyst role on some, like, Kendrick Perkins kind of thing. But better than Kendrick yeah. Perkins. Yeah, I would, yeah. Kendrick Perkins is a joke. Yeah. Kendrick Perkins showed us that they just ha- they hand you that, that analyst job. As soon as, as soon as you retire, they'll be like, I bet you, you, you play ball for a little bit, right? I bet. Pull up on ESPN. Or... But he did get fined 50K for saying um, Devin Booker should leave um, Phoenix because I guess after when Ernie asked him, are you tampering? He said, I don't know, maybe. So the league was like, all right, we're not playing with that. You're getting fined 50K. <laughs> that was just stupid. He shouldn't have said that. Word, because is that even physical? I don't even think it's possible for Devin Booker to get traded to Golden State. It, they would have to give up Draymond for that to happen. Like, uh-huh. He, he he wouldn't put himself in jeopardy like that, but who knows? Word. 
But um, also news on Ben Simmons. I saw this report. I don't know if anyone else saw this report, but the Cavs are eyeing Ben Simmons, and they want to put to put together a collection of young players and picks in a package to send to the Sixers for Ben Simmons. That's that's really outrageous because <laughs> I feel I feel like the Cavs, bro. I feel like, bro, you had LeBron, bro. Like just. Just take that and just like do, find something new. Like, how are you gonna try to get like LeBron Junior. basically, <laughs> and just try to like re like basically just recreate like that that man's entire legacy? Like, come on, bro. They can't get over it, man. They can't get over it. In fact, that's, that's all they got. But I mean, they got some. They got okay pieces. They've made some bad draft picks. I mean, they drafted like four point guards, but. <laughs> <laughs> Other than that, though, they still got Drummond, K-Love. So, I mean, they just got to figure it out. They, they just got to stop doing drugs over there and just, like, <laughs> do something. Yo. But, yeah, when I saw that report, I was like, does no one else see this report? Like, am I am I tweaking right now? Like, mm-hmm. does, anyone, does anyone else see this? Like, like no one's going to make a comment about how, how bad of a deal this would be? For both sides, yeah. Like, why would he even want to do that? Ben Simmons would be miserable going to Cleveland. That's a fact. He's not. I don't even see Ben Simmons as really like a small market player either. I feel like he like he needs like a like a like a city like like how he's in Philly. I can only see him playing like another like big market kind of team. I don't see him on like a like a Phoenix or something like that. Yeah. Um, speaking of, speaking of being eliminated from playoffs, as we spoke about um, Pelicans and Kings earlier, the Wizards have also been eliminated from playoff contention, and they have actually dropped, um, even further down the ranks. They are now 10th in the, in the East somehow, (laughs) (laughs) the Bulls and the Hornets somehow jumped them as they keep losing in the bubble. So Mind you, the Hornets and the Bulls, for everyone listening out there, are not in the bubble, as you have seen already. <laughs> <laughs> Again, I, I asked, like I asked last uh, last episode, why are the Wizards, why were the Wizards invited here? The NBA is a bunch of bullies for inviting the Wizards to get beat up by every other team in here. The Wizards literally showed up to Orlando to do cardio for a month. That's facts. Honestly, if I'm Bradley Beal... I'm fighting John Wall because John Wall left him t- left him stranded in in Washington. <laughs> and you know what's crazy? I remember a couple episodes on the pod. For all the all the listeners out there, go back listen to one of the older episodes. We we touched on how John Wall said, you know, he wasn't ready. He's out of shape for the the bubble and et cetera, et cetera. Yes. And I th- I believe like a week or maybe a couple of days ago, I seen John Wall. Trying to doing like 360 dunks and I'm like I bro that. like I was like you serious right now I know the Wizards probably was watching their phone like bro are you serious like you couldn't just pull up to Orlando and do this like bro that man's a thief bro he's bro he's robbing that organization bro <laughs> he's not I don't if John John Wall bro I want him to play another NBA game <laughs> and honestly he doesn't have to he doesn't have to cause he's set with this contract that he got Exactly. They're going to be paying him until he, like, 
I don't even know when they stopped. They gave him a they gave him an outrageous contract, first of all. But I mean he was he was balling when he was healthy, so I can't I can't really say much, but but Wizards, they should have never they should definitely shouldn't have went to the bubble. They should have just, you know. They should have opted out as a team. <laughs> they should have like, we're not coming. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, honestly, they should have filled out the paperwork. Just like, yeah, not pulling up. Cause they just wasted their time being there, going, getting blown out by 20, 30 every game, like no point. So interesting news here. I saw this article that Woj put out about like basically the plans, I guess, for next season starting possibly in December. They said they would be willing to push it back to Martin Luther King Jr. Day, January 18th. But also February and March are realistic if things really slow down with the virus here, which it doesn't look like it will be because humans are dumb. But besides that point, um if there is um if there is um if the season does start around like I guess a December date or whatnot, there will be, I guess, possibly regional bubbles where teams will go to and then they'll travel and face a selection of teams. And then they'll go on to the next regional bubble and face those teams as well. So there is that. That is interesting to hear because I was wondering about how there would be a bubble for next season. Because you can't just stick 30 teams in one area. You would have to like spread it out, I guess. Sure. So th- I thought that was just interesting to hear. Because there, there probably won't be any fans for the the near future, at least. Which I I don't I actually don't mind not having fans because I feel like it, these players are way more focused now. Because like the quality of these games has been outstanding for guys that took four months out off, and I yeah. can just imagine how the playoffs are going to be when there's like stuff actually like legitimately on the line like imagine at game seven these guys just locked in in the zone no fans it's just all this artificial noise which can 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 give out give off that atmosphere i guess and that vibe but like seeing these players locked in seeing those players locked in in that atmosphere would just be incredible nah i definitely feel that because yeah, I feel like not having the fans there, it definitely encourages the players to focus more on, like, on the game and like not really have that much outside distractions. And honestly, I feel like the the format they've been using with the with uh, fans uh, basically using like kind of like a Zoom call to like be not be be at the games. I feel like that's pretty good for like, the time being until things get back to normal. So Facts. I'm not really pressed about the fans. Word. It's like it's like it 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 was it was seemed to be like a big deal at first, but like when you actually see the product, it's like it's not that bad. Word. But um, I want to go back to um Friday's game. Friday's was it Friday's games or Thursday? I don't even remember. But when we were recording last episode. Dame was in the midst of a 45-point game against the Denver Nuggets. 10 assists. 10-plus assists, I think. He had, like, 12 or so. And then, um, what was it? Mm, 
Gary Trent Jr. off the bench, 27 points. Gary Trent Jr. has really emerged as a, I don't want to say a star, but like he's emerged as an, as an X factor for this um, Blazers team. Facts, he's been locked in too. Just and he's been a solid defender too. I didn't expect that shift from him. Um, For me, I think he got kind of overshadowed at Duke. Mm-hmm. Because he was behind like Marvin Bagley and um and Wendell Carter Jr. and Ga- Grayson Allen and Trevon Duvall. Like that was a loaded class. So he didn't really get to show, I guess, his complete um skill set, but he still he still ended up getting drafted um second round pick. I th- I think that's a steal for the Blazers, especially the way he's performing now. They use him in crunch time a lot too. And yeah, I just feel like he's been a really solid X factor for them. So, shout out Gary Trent Jr. I think it was Friday. The Celtics they they beat up on the Raptors. They were up by at least forty at one point. And I feel like this was like a key game or a key matchup because this could be a second round matchup the way the two the teams are seated. Because I think Raptors are second in the East, Celtics are third. So, if both those teams advance to the second round, that could be a possible second round matchup. So, I thought that was interesting how the Celtics came out that game. Honestly, I feel like the Celtics, the Celtics really, really do show up whenever they play the Raptors. And I feel like the Raptors do a good job of locking up most NBA teams, but whenever they seem to play Boston, I feel like it just that just that doesn't seem to be the case. Yeah. I don't know the exact numbers for when they faced each other, but it seems like from the last couple of matchups I can remember, Boston has gotten the better of them, so I don't know. This with the Celtics, it's their with not with the Celtics, with the Raptors, it's their offense that can be a little suspect sometimes because I guess they don't have that go-to guy like they did last year with Kawhi, and a lot of people are wondering can Pat, can Siakam be that go-to guy this year? So I don't know. I don't know. I, I like I like Siakam, and I think he's a good player, but I don't know if he could be that guy for them. I mean, maybe Van. I mean, maybe the combination of like him and Van Vliet can be like what helps the Raptors get over that hump. But I don't know if I could just rely on Siakam yet, as of yet. So we had the finalists announced for the awards on yesterday, actually. Yeah. MVP finalists, James Harden, LeBron, Giannis. Coach of the Year finalists, Budenholzer, Nurse, and um, Donovan. Six-man finalists, uh, Montrez, Dennis, and Lou. MIP finalists. This one, this is where it gets interesting because you got Brandon Ingram, Bam Adebayo, and a lot of people felt like Luca should not have been um, included. Mm-hmm. A lot of people were like, um, it should have been Devontae Graham because he went up to like 18 points per game. He had like 212 threes this season. And even Luca himself, after the um, the the Mavericks game yesterday, was like, 
who votes on this stuff? And then he was like, 100 people, including me, the reporter said. And then Luca was like, well, take me off, take me off the ballot, I guess, like where Devontae Graham should be there. So I thought that was really cool of Luca to like re- recognize um, Devontae Graham's development, his growth, and like he deserves to be included in the finalists for this award. Or I definitely think Devontae Graham should have been there only like just because like he was averaging like four points last season and now he's averaging like 18. He's he's averaging like like seven assists now and he's like he's playing he's played significantly more minutes too and uh i feel like i i wouldn't i mean i just feel like he's a better finalist for that category luca he's he's just i feel like he's just not in that 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 tier i feel like he's a much like better player overall. yeah he he was someone that was already good it's not like he has his numbers his numbers went up but it wasn't like luca himself got better it's like luca's been good like right but um, Defensive Player of the Year finalists, Rudy Gobert, Giannis, AD, and then Rookie of the Year, Kendrick Nunn, John Morant, and Zion. We already made our picks for these for these, um, for these these um awards, so anyone that wants to listen to that podcast, make sure you check that out if you want our opinions on why we think who should win those awards out of those finalists, because we actually have, we actually had those guys as, a lot of these guys as our finalists too, so... One last thing I want to say before we close out here. A lot of people out there making fun of the Knicks, saying Knicks should have picked Michael Porter Jr., blah, blah, blah. We had Porzingis coming off a torn ACL, and he wasn't even ready to come back from the torn ACL. And y'all wanted us to draft a guy with a broken back, like, and then he had to get surgery to fix the back again when he came into the league. And y'all want the Knicks to deal with that? Y'all would have all clowned the Knicks if the Knicks picked up Michael Porter Jr. on top of having someone coming off an ACL tier. So I don't want to hear nothing about, oh, Knicks missed out on Michael Porter Jr. A whole bunch of teams missed out on Michael Porter Jr. Because Michael Porter Jr. was picked, what was it, 14? 13 other, like, not even 13 other teams because he wasn't supposed to go that high. A good amount of teams also skipped out on Michael Porter Jr. So... Leave the Knicks alone, man. Why y'all leaving? Why y'all bothering the Knicks, man? They're not even in the bubble. Leave them alone. <laughs> um, yeah, that's it for today's episode. Make sure y'all subscribe. Make sure y'all um, leave a rating. Um, free the Knicks. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be weak if anyone actually took that rant and something to be like serious. But no, I really meant that. But. But yeah, it's all jokes here. Uh, make sure y'all subscribe, leave a rating, check out the podcast website, the blog. Dropped the article about the Raptors defense, which has been pretty good in the bubble. But last couple games, or not last couple games, but the game against the Celtics, they didn't really show up. Make sure y'all check that out. Um, and we out of here.